Bet the Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. A little different, but not really for today's episode. This is the NFL draft preview. And let me tell you NFL one, draft extravaganza. That's very I don't I don't even have words for it. Um I will say for the three or four years that I've known Connor, he has been super profitable profitable for the NFL draft. Um it, it kind of falls in line to our show. We're college football and college basketball and the NFL draft and when the NBA draft happens, that's the athletes that we literally watched all season long. Just where will they find like find their mold in the NFL? Where will be these slate where will they be slated? Plus it always depends on the, the NFL team and what their needs are or whatever, but it falls in line. I think it does. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, we're watching college athletes make the jump to the pros and actually making life-changing money. I mean, I've always loved the draft. It's one of my favorite things of the NFL season, mostly because Bengals sucked for so long. So it's like, hey, who are we going to get? Yeah, who that's... can I get excited about? Yeah, so the, the last two years, now you're trying to find like the missing piece for a title run. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot different, like drafting number one and then number five, and now to be drafting what what was it last year it was thirty first, and mm-hmm. this year we're gonna be drafting twenty eighth. And I mean, even like Bengals did have playoff runs, but that was like twenty, like two twenty four range. I'm not used to this, and it's kind of wide open for the Bengals, but. Yeah, for my team, the Commanders, like I'm pretty stuck with choosing between 12 and 19 every year. Hmm. Like we're the last team to get in the playoffs every four years, and when we don't make the playoffs, we're like two games well, out. Well, you did have number two the year that we yeah. had number one. Some days that there's some years that we've been really bad. Like I think we were six for Brandon Sheriff, or maybe it was five. But majority of the time, every single football season, come like the start of December, we're either in the playoffs or in the hunt, and then just usually fall short and sometimes sneak in there. Yeah, I always completely forget that we, thanks to you guys, we were able to get Joe Burrow. So, What do you mean? We were right ahead of you. You ended up getting one more. Oh, win. for the scenario, I can't remember what it was. Like, we beat the Dolphins or something in overtime? Yeah, something like that, and we lucked into basically getting Joe Burrow. And I, Knowing my franchise. Well, also, you... Broke Joe Burrow's leg in order for me to get Jamar Chase. So. True. <laughs> so we are basically responsible. We should get a ring if you want a ring. I'll give you half a ring. You could, How about this? When the Bengals win the Super Bowl, you can drive my drunk ass to the Super Bowl parade. Deal. And I get to consider it a Super Bowl victory for myself. I'm you know not- what's funny about that, too, is <laughs> as much as that, I guarantee we, as bad as the commander's front office is, we might have still drafted Chase Young number one. Because we had Dwayne Haskins. And who knows if the no, one, the commander's front office. You would have drafted Tua. Or something, yeah, something like that. I would be like, oh, um, Haskins isn't it, but Tua is. Instead of, like, the guy literally laying in your lap, like, can't miss prospect. But, all right, let's, let's just get into the draft. Because, honestly, the last couple years, like, we've kind of known, like, what the first couple picks were. Like we like Trevor Lawrence was a lock to go number one. Joe that Joe Burrow year, like we talked, 
The first three picks were set, basically. Joe, Chase, Jeff. Like, that was kind of set. The year with Trevor, it was Trevor, Zach. Kind of didn't know what the 49ers were doing, but we kind of had an idea that... We found like, out hours before the draft. It was pretty locked up. Um, And then, uh, what was last year? I Wow, I'm blank. God, who was first pick last year? It was Javon Carter last year. Yeah, or Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Javon Carter. Isn't he in the draft this year? Uh, you kind of got... Who's Javon else. Carter? Is that the point old point guard for... West Virginia. Yeah, it is. It is Javon Carter. I'm like, where Jeez. did I pull that name? He's actually doing pretty good for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, but and and like last year, like once it, it like it came on pretty quick. Trayvon going number one, and then it was like, okay, well, Aiden's gonna go number two, and I I'm blanking on the rest of it. This year, pick one is like the only one that we have set. It is. From everyone that I listen to and, like, trust reading their stuff, Bryce Young is going number one to the Panthers. It is locked up, set in stone. He will be the first name announced. After that, it is an absolute crapshoot. Quit playing slots. I'm just watching my thing. The hour jackpot already hit, so I'm done. (laughs) Bullshit. But at two... There's been so much smoke going on about what the Texans are going to do. Because from certain people, it seems like they're going to go with a defensive player. And honestly, it's not even the defensive player that you would think in Will Anderson. It's Tyreek Wilson who has been getting a lot of smoke. The Texas Tech defensive end. Basically, what they're the way it looks, the battle between Wilson and Anderson... We all know what Will Anderson is. Anderson has been basically a lock to go into the top three for the last two years. Tyreek Wilson has a lot of the traits that they kind of want. Like when they compare trait wise, they compare it to Nick Bosa, which DeMar- uh, Ryan's the new head coach at Tex- or for the Houston Texans coached so they're kind of there it seems like there's going to be a defensive player but also i don't think that they're going to honestly pass on a quarterback i think cj goes number two but at the same time would it surprise me if they end up taking wilson or anderson i honestly have no idea i don't think there's going to be anybody that trades with them i know that there's been rumors going on about that they want to trade back, but it sounds like that's more for 12. They're not getting any calls for two. And a little piece that I heard before coming in or listening to Daniel Jeremiah's podcast, there hasn't been a trade in the top 10 picks on draft day in years. So I don't think that at two, there's going to be a draft aid trade. And honestly, I don't think the Cardinals, despite wanting to get out of three, are going to be able to get out of three. But basically, after two, it is a crapshoot. If they go, if they draft Will Anderson or Tyreek uh, Wilson, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals start getting calls for people wanting to get ahead of the Colts. Because from the sounds of it, the Colts are locked to go with a quarterback. And from what everyone's saying, it sounds like Will Levis. Which could be a complete smokescreen. 
Could be a smoke train, but could be a slippery slope here if, let's say, the Texans go with Tyree Wilson and the Colts are locked in on Will Levis and, let's say, the Cardinals can't get out of three. They're not drafting a quarterback. They're definitely, then at that point, if Tyreek went two, then it's going to be Will Anderson at three. Will Anderson at three and then Levis at four and then, like, here comes the C.J. Stroud slide. Yeah, which... Possibly. Like, I, I don't know if you would get past the Seahawks. I know they just signed Geno Smith to a decent contract. Yeah, despite that, they're still linked yeah. to quarterbacks. And I still think in the back of the Lions front office's mind, like, I think there's a ceiling you can probably hit with Jared Goff, mm-hmm. and it's probably not a Super Bowl victory. I know he's been there, but that was a, obviously a, a really, really good system. Mm-hmm. And... Could Stroud be somebody that goes six or five? Or maybe that is a smoke screen and at four, the Colts do take CJ Stroud if he does. Yeah, I honestly like if this scenario plays out, like the Colts are really going to have a tough decision. Like, yeah, maybe you were honed in on Levis, but that was because you were thinking that the Texans were going to take Stroud. Like, a lot of the debate in draft, like, podcasts I listen to and all the writers I listen to the battle was always between Anthony Richardson and Will Levis now it's turned to Will Levis or CJ Stroud and honestly like I'm keeping my OSU bias out of this I don't know how you could willingly take Will Levis over CJ Stroud if you want to be in win now mode you're taking Stroud you still have a lot of work that you have to do with Levis. Granted, with from what a lot of people are trying to link Levis to the Colts is that their coaching staff has worked with quarterbacks that are like Will Levis. You look at like this is the Eagles staff. They worked with Jalen Hurts and look at what they did with him. There's also I forget the other quarterback that they're connected to, but they have helped develop these like project quarterbacks. But man, I and the other person that throws a complete wrench into this is where does Anthony Richardson go then? Because honestly, like I like Richardson more than I like Levis. Which Richardson might have the highest ceiling of anybody in this draft, like quarterback in the quarterback room ceiling. I, I honestly believe that because we are talking about a borderline Lamar Jackson player. No, he's he's definitely the most athletic quarterback we've seen probably under the draft. Yeah, where he's still like that passing still needs a lot of work. Hopefully, I'm hoping that Richardson goes somewhere where he could sit behind somebody. But like the perfect scenario for that is Seattle. Yeah, where he could sit and learn behind Geno Smith for a while. But also, we've talked about like we've named off a lot of players. The other person that throws. A giant wrench into this is Jalen Carter, who, aside from Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson, may be the best defensive player in this draft. But obviously, there's off-field concerns. Like he would, uh, like, what from what I was hearing from, like Todd McShay was saying that sometimes it was hard for that Georgia coaching staff to get him going. But when you got him going, he was unstoppable yeah, he was in practice. Man. So, and like, there, there's obviously the connection to the horrific accident that happened. So, 
where does he go? Because honestly, Seattle has been linked to him, but also Seattle likes high character people. Jalen doesn't really fit that mold. So Jalen's line has been set at six and a half. Honestly, if he gets past Seattle, I think I think Detroit takes him. But also, if he falls past that, would it surprise me? No. No, and then it might end up leading to like a long, long drop. Yeah, honestly. I do have one more for you. Okay. Would you be surprised at all, and I know the position's not something that's sought after anymore, really, and you think you can get a good one in the third or fourth round. But if a team convinces themselves that Bajon Robinson is a generational running back talent in the draft, what if somebody in the top ten takes him? I mean, like it wouldn't shock me. The one name that has been linked to Bajon in the top ten, which it doesn't, it doesn't really compute with me as much because you hit on a running back in the later rounds last year, but it's the Falcons. And oh, without. What's his name? The and BYU Tyler, kid. Yeah, Tyler Algier. Still, like you got him out of the later rounds, and he ended up producing for a thousand yards. You already have Cordero Patterson, which, yeah, he is a offensive weapon, but the majority of his yards were rushing. Mm-hmm. But would it surprise me if they do, or if a team could trade into there too now, as well? I'm glad that you brought that up because I did a little bit of research on the first round running backs. So obviously we know about six, uh, 2016 we had Zeke go number four. Seven In 2017 we had Leonard Fournette go fourth. And just like in 16, Zeke went four. The next running back that was selected was 45th, which was Derrick Henry. Oh. 17... Leonard Fournette goes fourth. The next running back was Christian McCaffrey at eight. That that year was a very outlier year because you also had Joe Mixon, you had Alvin Kamara, you had a lot of running backs in that seventeen class that have produced in the NFL. That that class is an outlier. Mm. Eighteen, you had Saquon Barkley going uh, number two. Next quarter, next running back was drafted 27th, Rashad Penny. Shout out Seahawks. After that, that was kind of when NFL teams started to realize, especially like in that 17 year, you had Calvin Kamara and Joe Mixon, who were second, second round running backs that produced very well. After that, you see in 19, the first running back was Josh Jacobs at 24th. 20. You had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire drafted at 32. 21. Najee drafted at 24th. Last year, you didn't have any first-round running backs. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall was the first one at 36. But I do think Bajan may be a little bit of an outlier that we have, like, in those other classes, Clyde, Najee, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall. Bajan is above all of them. Mm-hmm. His line, depending on where you look at books, I think I had it at 15 and a half. Depending on where you look, it's 15 and a half, 12 and a half. Just depends on where you want to go. That's a big jump, too. It, it, well, and this was the crazy thing a couple weeks ago. His line was set eight and a half. Like he was almost like kind of a lock to go to the Falcons. But 
depending on what book you look at, you could find value. I'll get to that later. I think Bajan obviously is a lock to go into the first round. But I don't think he's... I think it might be after 15. Now, the one piece of smoke that I wish I would have gotten on as soon as I got the update, there may be another running back in the first round. And that's going to be Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. There's a link to... Or there has been a lot of rumors going around that Kansas City's in on him. Philadelphia's at the end of that round too. And also somebody who's... Kind of been linked to him, my Bengals. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I've been reading up on that. Yeah, which I, I, if we got Jameer Gibbs in the first round, I would not complain whatsoever. The pass-catching ability. That kid's literally Alvin Kamara. But, yeah, as far as the running backs, I think Bajan, like, he could be all over the place. He, he, he His talent is so much more of what any of those other first-round running backs are. Do I think it's to the level of what Saquon and Zeke are? No. But if Bajan Robinson goes in the top 10, would it surprise me? No. But No, and I think a good spot would actually maybe even be 10. But we'll get. I have a pick on that. We'll get to that later. Um, just some of the other draft debates that I wanted to talk about. As far as cornerback one, there has been the debate between Devon Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. So, it's it, for most draft people, they have had Devon as a lock. I personally like Christian Gonzalez a little bit more. He's got a little bit more length. Devon at times got a little bit grabby at Illinois, but also he was like that whole Illinois secondary was so good. You're gonna see Sidney Brown get drafted in probably the second, third round. Personally, with the way the NFL is with these bigger body receivers, I think whoever drafts the cornerback first, I think it's gonna be Gonzalez with him being six one and Devon Witherspoon being five, I think five ten, five eleven. So would you take his? Would you take uh, Gonzalez's under? I do on his pick. Um, I wouldn't t- if I had the head-to-head bet. I would bet it. Um, I do have a bet on Christian Gonzalez to go. Uh, pick number six to Detroit. They're the first team that could potentially draft a cornerback, but also there's so many. Like that's that's a flyer at plus four fifty. If you want to follow that. If you can find, like, first cornerback pick, I'd take Christian Gonzalez for a little bit of value. I wish I would have said this draft debate a couple weeks ago. You already know that I got on it when it was plus money, and it flipped, like, a week later. The Michael Mayer versus Dalton Kincaid debate. Personally, I think the NFL is going to like Mayer a lot more because he is the more all-around tight end Kincaid is the far better receiver but I think with wanting to go with a tight end out there that can block I think that the uh I think he I don't really I haven't been really able to figure out exactly when the tight ends start going because there is the potential that in like that 20 to 15 range that they can 
But I think the first stop where a tight end gets drafted is the Dallas Cowboys, and they have been leaked to Michael Mayer a lot. I got it at Michael Mayer plus 150 over Kincaid. It has now flipped that I think Mayer's minus like 170. Wish I was able to give that out, but I know like a lot of the de- a lot of people like Kincaid more because of the ceiling as a pass catcher. If your team drafts Michael Mayer, do not be upset about it. There's nothing wrong with being an all-around great tight end. He's going to be a good blocker, whereas Kincaid, you still have to work on that. Now, if you're splitting Kincaid out wide the whole time, then you've made a great pick. But I think Mayer is the better all-around tight end, and I think he's going to be the first tight end uh, drafted. Wouldn't shock me when you said, what was the range for a tight end? Mm -hmm. Like, what was your range? You think they'll start dropping. you say 15 or do you say 20? I, like 15 is where I could possibly see it with like Green Bay. Um, I don't like. I don't see you guys drafting one. Don't really see Pittsburgh. Maybe Detroit does. See, that's where I differ. I think the Commanders actually might be in the market for a tight end because the tight end position has been so bad. I just think it's a lot later. Like I think maybe in that range of 21 with the Chargers. Um, uh, by well, no, not the Vikings. Jacksonville doesn't. Giants really don't. It's really like I see the first tight end taken at twenty-seven with the Cowboys. Okay. And if you look at like the lines of where these guys are supposed to be selected, it is in the twenties. So I, it, it, it's been hard for like I've seen draft people have these guys going in like the top fifteen, and it's like I don't know if the value is there that somebody's gonna draft a tight end with the fifth like 15th overall pick but who honestly knows this is one of the i will preface this this is one of the most wide open drafts like ever or in a while so yeah. it prepare for some absolute craziness one other piece i will add before i possibly give out my mock draft one one thing that i have noticed Hendon Hooker might be sneaking into the first round. How, how, how do you honestly feel about that? Because I'll, I'll let you know. I, how I, feel. I like if Hendon was he's twenty six years old. I I get that. If Hendon was healthy, I think he is a lock to be the third quarterback. I really do. Like a lot of people are worried about that system. Obviously, the knee injury. He just posted a video. Like it was funny while I was. Uh, waiting for you to show up. He posts a video of like the first time he's been able to drop back, and of course, like obviously, this is perfect timing for him to do this. I honestly would not be surprised, and we'll get to my mock draft later. Minnesota taking Hendon Hooker would not surprise me whatsoever because obviously you have Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Who honestly knows, like... Last how, year of his contract, too. Last year of his contract. Take, like, a mulligan year. If you take him in the first round, you do have that fifth-year option. What if it happens? Or I honestly think there could even be somebody in the second round that tries to sneak back in to get Hendon. And honestly, like, you look at Detroit at 18, Seattle at 20. Like I said, Minnesota could take him. Honestly, would it surprise me if New Orleans took him? 
No, I will tell you what, though. If I'm a Vikings fan and we draft Hennon Hooker, I'd be absolutely fucking furious. When we're maybe a piece or two away from, like, competing Boy, for this a Super is Bowl. also the same organization. Yeah. No, I get passed it. up on... Oh, no, wait, no. That was the Eagles. Sorry. Dude, I would not touch him. I do not think Hennon Hooker is going to be a successful NFL player. I think he's too old. Reminds me a little bit of RG3 at Baylor where the system basically carried him. I personally... Because he had one year. He had one year. He was very good. I think he was pretty good last year. He was okay. He was he was above. Once he, was he took good. over the starting role at Tennessee, yeah. where the system no he just that played and in. that is what a lot of people are talking about is like how much was the system helping him? But then again, we also saw him throw some beautiful downfield passes. Exactly. So I honestly am rooting for Hendon Hooker. I do hope he ha- goes in the first round. Oh, the, let me preface that I am rooting for Hendon Hooker. I love Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. I just, I personally, if, if my team drafts him, I would be bad. I think that if he was 21 years old coming off a leg injury, it would be a little different. Like, you know, he's four years older than Trey Lance. No, I know. Like, that's, to me, like, I, but then again, you know, Joe Burrow was old coming in the draft. When was he, 24? Uh, 23, I think. Well, he was, I know he was older than, there was a couple quarterbacks, everybody's like, well, he's older than this guy. Or no, he was older than Lamar Jackson who just won the MVP. That's what it was. Yeah. But, heck, some guys develop a little later than others. But, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical on that one. But All right. Um, should I just do my mock draft? Yeah, I'm curious to see what you have here. All right. Here Can I, I'm going to butt in when I think you're wrong. I mean, you're probably going to. Even though you are definitely by far more versed in, like, the NFL draft and stuff like that, I'm way better at betting on the NBA draft. But I'm still allowed to hit really? my opinion. Really? Really? Where are you? Who was who hitting? I did very well. You hit the big one, though. Yeah. I will say that. You hit the big <laughs> one. All right. Well. And you even said it was a shot in the dark. <laughs> it just happened to be like an hour later when everything flipped. And I remember you running up to me at work like, dude, Paul is like minus 400 to one. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Starting off at number one, Carolina takes Bryce Young. Yeah. Easy. Already said it. I think that's right. At number two, Houston draft C.J. Stroud. I want to preface this. Nobody hold me to this. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I just do this every year, and honestly, this is our podcast, so I'm going to tell you my mock draft. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be C.J. Stroud, but the reasoning for that is is I think that is a very good situation for him to go and die. Mm-hmm. A guy who struggles when there is pressure – and then playing with Texans that has a very bad offensive line, that worries me a lot. I really hope he doesn't go too. I mean, we'll, I, we'll see what happens. I really do want him to go number two because he honestly deserves it. And honestly, if you listen to anybody that talks about the draft, they're like, all the smoke is saying that they're taking a defender number two. But I don't understand it. They should be taking a quarterback. Like, if I'm, the te- if I'm a Texans fan... And they do not come out of a quarter with a quarterback after the first round. I'm furious. Yeah, I would be too. I just i I hope. I mean, I wish him all the best. He's obviously got all the physical tools and throws one of the probably the prettiest ball of all the quarterbacks in the draft. I just I kind of hope he doesn't go there. All right, at number three, Arizona takes Will Anderson. Uh, number four, the Indianapolis Colts. I have taking Anthony Richardson. Okay. 
Okay. I'm getting crazy. I have CBS pulled up, and they both, the two mocks, I have one here, which preface, I'm not a giant CBS, CBS guy. CBS. Um, they both have Anthony Richardson going four. All right. At five, Seattle, Tyree Wilson. Uh, number six, Detroit. I have taken Christian Gonzalez. I talked about it before. I like him a little bit more than Devon Witherspoon, and I think the Detroit Lions will end up taking him. Seven, the Las Vegas Raiders take Will Levis. Not what I expect you to pick here. No, you you know that I have one in mind. Yeah. But we'll get to that kind of with the picks. Uh, eight, Atlanta. I have them taking Jalen Carter. Okay. I mean, it just for them. Best simply, player available. Simply value. What does worry me is him being in Georgia and you, oh, yeah. you you know we've talked about it, wor- worrying about a player going back home or staying home yeah. like that. A trouble player. Yeah, so does worry me a little bit, but I, I just don't think that they could pass up on it. At nine, Chicago takes Paris Johnson Jr. getting some help for uh, Justin Fields. I actually love, I love that pick. Yeah, I actually have a bet on that. Um. 10, the Philadelphia Eagles take Devon Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois. Obviously, they lost a lot of corners in free agency, so I think that this is a solid addition for them. Tennessee, take, I, at 11, I have them taking Peter Skaronsky, the offensive tackle slash guard from Northwestern. I know a lot of people have him battling with Paris Johnson. I just think... Paris Johnson's more of the tackle. That's why I have him take the Bears taking him. Honestly, with Skronsky, you could put him literally anybody on the line, and I think that's going to help Tennessee a lot. Would not be surprised if they take a quarterback. You there. better pick who I think you're going to pick here. What? Because it makes it makes a lot of sense. The Houston Texans slit take Jackson. Yeah, Smith that may, that's that's <laughs> if they go two with CJ Stroud, I think you have to hear because you need they need everything. So mm-hmm. that would be perfect. So at 13, the New York Jets, I have them taking Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia. Obviously, they just made the trade for Aaron Rodgers. Literally, I, I hope they go defense. <laughs> I really do. Or draft a quarterback. But here's the thing is I think that their first, second, and possibly third round is nothing but offensive linemen. Do nothing but protect. Aaron Rodgers. Because, I mean, basically, they went all. They're going all in. Mm -hmm. Uh, At 14, the New England Patriots, I have them taking Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee. I really do think these tackles go very, very early, obviously. I have four being taken before the 15th pick. I think these guys are going to fly off the board potentially early. Uh 15, the Green Bay Packers. I have taken Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia. Obviously, didn't play last year, but there were people that wondered that that championship year from 21, I know Trevon Walker went number one, but Nolan Smith might have been the best edge on that team. Um, Also, if you want to take a flyer, I don't know if I actually bet it, just out of spite to Aaron Rodgers. I would not be surprised if the Green Bay Packers take a tight end or a wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> trade, really trade Aaron Rodgers away. Okay, we're taking a first-round receiver now. Um, 16, the Washington Commanders. Select 
Joey Porter. Okay, that's Jr. who I want. Okay, yeah. thank you. Uh, 17, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. Uh, 18, Detroit, I have taken Kalijah Kansi, the defensive tackle from Pitt. Uh, 19, the Tampa Bay Bucks taking Deontay Banks, the corner out of Maryland, who's been flying up the boards. Uh, Seattle at 20, I think, or I have them taking Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. I know I have them taking Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech with their fifth pick. I just think you, for them, they just need to keep throwing at that defensive line to keep making that, like, it was so hard to pick where Miles Murphy was going to go, and I honestly just saw the value at Seattle, and I'm like, they would not pass up on this, in my opinion. 21, the L.A. Chargers take Bajan Robinson. Okay, that's a... A With a lot of the rumors going on with Eckler, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a stab at running back. I mean, that's like a a weird pick for the Chargers. That's a pretty par for the course. They've been linked to so many offensive players that like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this pick is a wide receiver. Uh, At 22, the Baltimore Ravens take Quinton Johnson, which I hate. (laughs) It's always hard. Because you're a Bengals fan. It's always hard to do these mocks and pick players that you're like, Man, I love this for this team, but I hate this fucking team. But I think Baltimore gets a very solid receiver and honestly, like, keep throwing receivers and hopefully that's enough to bring Lamar back. Uh, talked about it. Minnesota 23, I have taking Hendon Hooker. I've seen it mocked too many times by people that I trust that I have to take a swing on this. Uh, 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Emmanuel Forbes, the corner from Mississippi State, who is just an absolute ball hawk. We, I think we talked about him in the Juicies. Like half of his picks, he returned for touchdown. I just think it, he's been a lock to go into the first round. Um, at 25, the New York Giants take Zay Flowers, the wide receiver from Boston College. And honestly, for you, buddy. I would suck. I'm punching the air like, fuck. Um, 26, the Dallas Cowboys take Michael Mayer. Mm -hmm. There's too much smoke around it. If he's there, he's the pick. Uh, At 27, the Buffalo Bills take Jordan Addison. I love that. I hate it, but I love it. Yeah, I love that. Um, At 28, my Cincinnati Bengals select... Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. That's unfair, but go ahead. And I'm just—I mean, I don't—I honestly don't know what to expect with them. I'm gonna, but I love this pick. Uh, Twenty-nine. The New Orleans Saints take Brian Brzee, the defensive tackle from Clemson. Crazy that we're we're talking on about Brian Brzee being borderline second round, because. For the longest time, I thought this dude was going to be a lock to go into the top 10. And he's just slowly started falling. People are worried about his size. But, man, watching him at Clemson these all three years, he's just an absolute dominant force. I wouldn't be – if the Bengals take him, I would be pretty happy. Uh, 30, the Philadelphia Eagles take another stab at the secondary and take Brian Branch, the safety, out of Alabama. 
And rounding out the first round at 31, Kansas City takes Jameer Gibbs. And I'm oh, yeah. fucking scared. Well, uh, um, who lost their pick this year? The Dolphins. Oh, is that for the Flores? Uh, no, I think that I think this is for the Brady shit. Or whatever was going the on tampering. with all the yeah, the tampering okay. with the Sean Payton stuff. Um well now that I'm done with the first round, I just want to hit on some draft crushes. So okay, that you I guys, thought you were gonna go to the second round. I'm like, oh Jesus. No, I don't go that crazy, even though so I do have my first round mock, and then what I do is I have one that I do live. Okay. Which I try to predict what because honestly, like I did this. Trades completely fucked this up. And, and honestly, I don't think there's trades in the top ten. But the when you get into those twenty fifteen range, things could get a little bit screwy. Yeah, and I appreciate not the people who put trades in their mock drafts, like I absolutely hate that. Like you don't know. No. You don't know. You can't be like, Oh, I think they can move up here. You don't know. Like stop. All right, just hitting on some draft crushes that some of these guys I or one at least one guy I named in the first round. Uh, some other guys that are on that fringe that you can that you'll see in the second round, and honestly, names that if you're at a party watching the draft, you could be like, "Oh, hey, that guy." Mm-hmm. All right. So first one I want to hit on Josh Downs, the UNC wide receiver. I've been in love with this dude, like. Since, what was it? Yeah, his sophomore year. Two-time 1,000-yard receiver. He was UNC's clear number one wide receiver at five foot nine. Phenomenal out of the slot. He's got ability to be man coverage with speed or just his route running. He's a solid route runner. Great at getting the ball away from defenders in the air uh, for his size. If his height started with a six... He'd be a lock to go into the first round. Uh, and I think he's got a lot of potential as a returner. Ran a 4-4-8 in the 40-yard dash. And like I talked about, he was the number one wide receiver at five foot nine. He was so much of their receiving. And that was like last year. I know he missed the App State game. But God, with how that game was, imagine what numbers he would put up with that. I think he's going to be a phenomenal day two pick. Anybody would be in would be happy to have him. He's going to be a phenomenal pro even at five foot nine. Uh, Julius Brent. I fell in love with this dude watching the Kansas State defense cornerback, uh, all Big Twelve first team corner, and the first thing that jumps out to you, six three. Yeah, that's as a corner. Uh, near the season, he was viewed as a day three prospect and now has moved into the early day two, possibly round one uh, range. He's got a great uh, blend of size and speed. He needs to work on his man coverage, but is very good in zone coverage, which helps with the NFL with a lot of teams want to run more zone than man-to-man. Plus, he has versatility to be a safety. So... I think he's going to be a solid, solid pro. Um, Kalijah Kansi, I hit on him in the first round. Before, this dude was viewed as a day two prospect, and he has just been on the absolute rise. Uh, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, first team All-American. Um, ran a 4.67 40-yard dash at 281 pounds. Oof. 
Now, 6'1", so he is a little bit undersized for your defensive tackles. Normally, you want somebody who's like Chris Jones, who's like 6'3", but has nasty explosiveness. Uh, he's a force as a pass rusher, still needs to work as a run dis- uh, work as a run defender, but always plays determined to get that quarterback. Honestly, I hate, it's such an easy comp, but a lot of people have comped him to Aaron Donald. Pitt, undersized defensive tackle. Yeah, the only thing I have probably have with that is I hate when people do that. Like they're like Cade Cunningham's um pro comp was uh a more athletic Luka Doncic. I'm like, oh, so he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Like I don't I don't <laughs> like those comparisons. Um Safety that I want to hit. Uh, uh, well, Brant says a corner. Uh, J.L. Skinner from Boise State. First team, all Mount West. May be the hardest hitting secondary player in this draft. Very solid in run support. Has the size at 6'4 to guard pass catching tight ends. Good ability to cover wide receivers. Could have risen up the boards more, but had a family death before the senior bowl game and tore his peck before the combine. I think he's going to be possibly third round pick, but I think he is going to be a solid starter in the NFL. I'm going to try not to butcher his name. Adetomwa Adabarwe. Or no, I said that wrong. I can't fucking pronounce his name. Uh... But the defensive end, defensive tackle from Northwestern. He, uh, I knew he was going to be a riser in the draft. He started around day, th- like early day three, has now risen up to day two and possible round one as soon as I saw him play against Ohio State. If you want to watch any film on him, watch him against Ohio State. They were, put, they were moving him all over. Um, everyone literally, uh, references that tape when they talk about him, uh, ran a very good four, four, nine in the 40 and really showed out in the senior bowl. He was so hard to block in the practices and in the game. And honestly, like I said, he's a defensive end defensive tackle. He's kind of that tweener, but it gives him that positional versatility. The last player I want to hit on just because I love wide receivers so much. And if you follow me on Twitter, you will see me keep talking about this dude. Xavier Hutchinson, the Iowa State wide receiver. Literally, the majority of Iowa State's wide receiver production came from him. 1,171 yards last year. The next wide receiver or the next wide receiver had 572. Jesus. Um Analysts knock him for his stats because he had such high target rate. I get that, but that's because Iowa State only had him. I don't care about that. And he honestly improved despite losing Brock Purdy and to an extent losing Brees Hall. So he was like the only focal point on that offense. Yeah, and I don't like the target rate thing because also I can't remember the kid's name, the new quarterback they started this year. Uh, Deckers. Deckers, yes. Um, that's a stereotypical first-year starter. Like, nobody's open. Hey, let's chuck it to him. Yeah, um, he's only 6'2", but, man, when you watch him play, he plays a lot bigger that, than that 6'2", especially at the contested catches. I wish he had a little bit more speed, but 
I swear if he played anywhere else but Iowa State, he would be a day two pick. He might sneak into the day two, like more round three, but everyone keeps mocking him in that fourth, fifth round. I think whoever gets him is getting a diamond in the rough at wide receiver. That was a lot. That was. I know. I'm, I'm proud I'm of you. I'm tired. I'm tired. I did a lot of work on this, people. All right. Time to the This fun. is this, this is, is like Connor's Super Bowl. This is. Like Connor's personal Super Bowl. Exactly. And I, this is one of those things where you don't have a – there's not like a team. Like you obviously have the Bengals picking. But you're not rooting for a team, but your pride will definitely be hurt if like well, that. I'm box... also I'm also rooting for this giant list of uh, bets. Bets. I'm saying like if your mock is like so off or your bets are so off, it'll not even be hurt your bank account. It's gonna hurt your pride. Yeah, it's your Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, so I'm finally gonna get to some picks. Obviously, Cody doesn't have any of these, so he's gonna. Tell me if I'm I basically a tail Connors. That's he's, what he's I do. Tell me if I'm a stooge or not. All right. This one, it's just I, I I can't help it. I if you can find it, it's at plus two eighty five. I also took it at plus one hundred five. I'm taking Anthony Richardson before Will Levis. I just I cannot fathom Will Levis going before Anthony Richardson. Honestly, with the news about Indy, it wouldn't surprise me if he does, but I just, I can't, I'm just going to bet, this is more of a personal feeling, you don't have to tail this one as much, I just think Anthony Mm. Richardson goes And I do think if there is, even though you said there hasn't been one in a while, there's a trade up that Cardinals get out of that three spot, I don't think people are really trading up for Levis, they're going to trade for AR. Yeah, unless Stroud falls. Yes. But, uh... Next one I want to give out. I don't know what it's at right now. I got it at plus one, 125. I'm taking the over four and a half first round quarterbacks. I it, it's four is a lot. Four, four is a lot. And honestly, the line has moved that it's might I think it's like minus 115 either way if it's over or under. I think... That Hendon Hooker sneaks in, and I think this cashes. This is my hammer play. I don't get it, and I'm going to continue to not get it until it happens. Will Anderson under pick three and a half is at plus 150. I do not see Will Anderson getting out of the top three picks. Even if the Texans don't take a quarterback, I have a hard time believing that they are going to take Tyree Wilson. I don't believe it. I think you take the easy pick in Will Anderson. And if the Texans do take Stroud at two, then I think he's a lock to go. Will Anderson's going to be a lock to go number three to the Cardinals because he fits the style with the stand-up outside linebackers like they have in Chandler Jones. Thinking about Chandler Jones and Will Anderson on the edges, that's scary. scary. This is the play that I have the most money on, and I don't understand why it's plus money, but I'm just going to continue to bet it. If I'm wrong, then I, I really don't know what to say. I think if the Texans do take Tyree Wilson... 
I think they're making a mistake. Uh, next one, and these are on DraftKings. I have some on Caesars that I'll have to get to. Uh, DraftKings has this at three and a half. Some books have it at four and a half. Total wide receivers in the first round over three and a half. It's at minus 115. Jackson's a lock. I think Jordan Addison's a lock. And I think I think Quinton was sneaking out. But I think he he's back into the first round consideration. And I think Zay Flowers is a lock. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if there's a fifth one, I wouldn't even be surprised. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who the fifth one. Could be like Hyatt. Yeah, Hyatt's been that number, yeah, that five spot. But I don't know if he, like, I love his speed and the vertical threat. I don't know if he's going to sneak into the first round. But I do think that there are four easy picks in the first round at wide receiver. All right, getting to the Caesar bets. Uh, Cowboys, first pick. Tight end, plus one thirty. I it, no matter if if Mayor's gone before their pick, then I think it's just an easy pick to pick Kincaid. I think no matter what, the Cowboys are taking the tight end, and that plus one thirty, a little plus, plus money, I'm gonna take it. Uh, first defensive player, Will Anderson at plus one twenty. Kind of the same thing with the top three pick, just more of a double down. Uh. Patriots first pick offensive line. I did say that I think there's going to be a run on the offensive line, and I think it might like I think three could go before them. But honestly, some of those guys, Skaronsky could fall, uh, Broderick Jones could fall. I think Darnell Wright is going to be right in that spot for the Patriots, and I think it's going to be hard for them to pass up on any kind of offensive lineman. Uh, Jordan Addison over pick 22 and a half. Now minus money on this at minus 140. I don't I, like I don't really know the range that he could go, but honestly like the first team that outside of like I know I had Jackson going 12, but after that there's not really another wide receiver needy team until Baltimore. I don't know if Baltimore is going to end up taking him at 22. That's where the line's set at. I think, honestly, it's a better chance that they take Quentin Johnson or Zay Flowers before they take Jordan Addison. So I'm taking the over on Jordan Addison. Sorry, need a breather. All right. Uh, Next one. I kind of talked about it with the running back. But John Robinson over pick 15 and a half. This one, you could find, like I said, you could find the line a little bit lower and a little bit less plus money, but at plus 230, over pick 15 and a half. I just, there's, I just don't see him going before 15, honestly. I just think that he's going to be in that 20 range. And if you're going to give me that much plus money, I'm going to take a flyer on it. Uh, I do like the value. But I am going to respectfully disagree. Well, you could respectfully disagree. But, <laughs> but I think you'll end up going. I think some team will talk themselves into it. Um, Big Ten. I, lo- I love that they do these by the conference. Uh, Big Ten under eight and a half players. I try to rattle off the list of all the players that are from the Big Ten that I think are locks. Like you have the three Ohio State guys, Lucas Van Ness. 
Um, shit, I might as well look at my mock draft. Um, who else? Uh, Devon Witherspoon, well, the, Peter Skaronsky. What about the Maryland Joey Porter, Porter Jr. and then uh, Deontay Banks? Yeah. After those guys, I really don't know if like Adeware is the one. Uh, wow, I actually got his name right. Um, Does Will Levis count? No, he's Kentucky. Penn State too. Kentucky. Is that, I I know I was just generally curious. No, no, I assumed yeah. it was Kentucky. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely Kentucky. But I'm gonna if tell they, you right they, now, they, they if something. I had the if I had the over and it did not hit and I was point five off, I'm calling DraftKings. Uh, yeah, you're but, not gonna win, but yeah, Iowa is the one that could totally ruin this. But I also think he's more of a day two player because of the like little bit of a tweener. Um. Total O lineman in the first round. This one's plus four hundred. I'm taking over five and a half. It's a big number. It is a big number, but I think there is a true possibility that this does happen. Obviously, I did list off the four offensive tackles, and uh, or no, I'm sorry, I re- I completely re- read that wrong. This is under five and a half. Oh, I don't know why okay. I said over. And I yeah. Well, now, like an hour. Now I this, said that was a big number. This is this is I'm I wrote it down wrong, so I had to pull it up on Caesars. Under five and a half total offensive linemen drafted in the first round at plus four hundred. I listed off the tackles. I think those guys are obviously a lock. There's oh god, I'm blanking on the other tackle. Uh Antoine Harris Harrison from Oklahoma. I don't know if he's gonna sneak in. There's Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida. I don't think he's getting into the first round because he is a guard. Not many NFL teams are willing to take a guard in the first round. I honestly think that there's the lock for the four offensive tackles, and then you're looking at two tweeners that at plus 400, I have to take it. Yeah. Uh, Last one, and then I'll give out some like super flyers. Oh, I got me all in on the super flyer, by the way. Uh, last one, Jackson Smith and Jigba, under pick twelve and a half. It's at plus two seventy. I mean, I honestly think that he. I know I talked about the wide receivers, but I really do think that he doesn't get past the Texans. I think it's, no, I think that makes the most sense too. I, Four at twelve. What can ultimately screwed up? Obviously, is that they decide to go quarterback with that pick. But honestly, would it surprise me if Philadelphia selected him? No. 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 As a Commanders fan, no. <laughs> All right. Now to hit on some super flyers for me. But honestly, this one I absolutely love. Eagles first pick, defensive back. Plus one thousand one hundred. I I put took a flyer on it. I really do think that they're going to be at that ten. They're going to have their pick of either Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon. Ultimately, what could fuck this yeah, up I mean, is if they trade back. Yeah, hundred percent. And like offensively, they like their offensive line's incredible. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing you could say is that maybe they want to upgrade from Miles Sanders. I seen Bajon Robinson's been linked to them. 
but like wide receiver core is perfect. You obviously have your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like this makes a lot of sense. Um, I talked about it with the Hendon Hooker pick. Vikings to t- first pick quarterback plus four hundred. Take a flyer on it. I don't think that's that bad to be honest with you. Like the circumstances make sense. Like Kirk Cousins final year of the contract. Obviously, he's been kind it, but, of disappointing. Yeah, but honestly, if this is anything, it's gonna be Hendon Hooker. Like, yeah, I don't. Like, if the Vikings end up, like, it, say, AR falls, Levis falls, do I see the Vikings trading up for that? No, I really don't think that they want to give up capital to take a backup quarterback for a year. This, but, You know what this reminds me a lot of? Obviously, I'm not comparing Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers, but when they drafted Jordan Love, when, like, the whole fan base is rallying for, like, one more guy to make a Super Bowl run, and mm-hmm. Minnesota's that way, and maybe the front office is like, we need, the, we need our backup. Uh, another plus 1,000, it's uh, plus 1,800. Chiefs, first pick, running back. There has been two... What's the, what's the line? Sorry? Plus 1,800. I, ooh, I'd love this. With that value? Yeah, with, there, I, I don't know. I'll have, I'm looking it up now to see if it's dropped, but with the smoke that's coming out, about them with Jameer Gibbs, it's too hard for me to ignore. And when you're giving me money at like what eighteen that? to one, like come on, um, pulling it. Uh, where are they? Great podcasting, doing a great job, guys. It's very visual. Well, it's not like they really have this like the Caesars. Come on, help me out here, buddy. All right, so the value's dropped a little bit. It's plus 1,400. I just can't ignore the smoke for Jameer Gibbs that it just makes too much sense And when with value like that. Um, flyer that I really do not think happens, but fuck it, why not? Uh, Bears, first pick, wide receiver, plus 1,000. Would it shock you if at number nine, the Bears take Jackson Smith and Jaqua? No, yeah. it wouldn't. But obviously, the offensive line needs addressed. Yeah, yeah. I, so that's like, the right pick. I I'm hope assuming. that I'm wrong on this bet because I uh, I do have a bet on Paris Johnson. Uh, pick number nine at plus two hundred. His line set at nine and a half. Apparently, the Bears absolutely love him. And it looks like that'll be the pick. But if they take a wide receiver, would it surprise you? No, it would not. One bet. And that's um, that's what excites the fans, too. Like, obviously, real football fans know, like, you need an offensive line. But the casual fan doesn't go crazy over that. All right. Two for pick number seven. Each over plus a 1,000. Will Levis pick seven. This is to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it at plus a 1,000. For him to be pick number seven. Uh, the other player. This one is just more. It's on par with the Raiders. There it is. I was uh, waiting on it. Pick number seven. Jalen Carter plus 2,000. Why not? <laughs> yeah, they have a history of guys like him. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think if there's any real bets. Uh, I don't know where Joey Porter's line is. I bet it at 16 and a half. I think I've seen it up to 18 and a half. Honestly, I don't know if he gets past you guys with the commanders. Let's hope. 
But also, you know who is if you can find it at eighteen and a half, you know who is directly behind you. Uh, I can't remember the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. You, if you guys pass on Joey Porter Jr., mm-hmm. I do not think he gets past the Steelers. Also, just classic. Makes, they also draft like Penn State and Pittsburgh guys. Like, well, it right. makes sense that he, yeah. his dad played for the Steelers. Oh, that too. Yep, doofus. Um. Trying to see if there's anything else that I really want to give out. Um, no, that's really it. Yeah, just get ready for a fun, fun draft. Who no- Nobody really knows. Nobody, like, listening to the guys I do, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, Matt Miller, all those guys. No one has any true idea what's going to happen. And I'm telling you, it starts at pick number two. Yeah, and then, like always, there'll be a trade, and that basically unrattles everything. And then my mock draft's just going to look like shit. I think the best I did was the Trevor Lawrence year. I think I got the first six picks right. Which, honestly, in in all reality, is pretty good. Yeah. Like, right out the gate. Yeah, like... The other years, like, got the Chase Young year or the Joe Joe Burrow year, like, got the first three picks because those were locks. The Kyler year, those were locks, basically. Yeah, but it's going to be a fun draft. I am so excited. I cannot wait to get through our work day. And I'm honestly going to be watching all three days. Oh, I know you will. Won't leave your couch. Yeah, no, I won't. And praying that the Bengals end up taking Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round. Yeah, that would, I mean, that would be your, like, wet dream. Like, it, literal oh, wet dream. Honestly. I would I, also take him, though. I would not be upset not about it. What, what round is he slated? That's a guy we talked about a lot during the college football season. So, obviously, there's people that are worried about his size and everything like that. He's honest. With the running backs, when he gets into that fifth, sixth round, who honestly knows? When you get into the later rounds, it is... Like, I, I watch or read people's, like, seventh-round mock draft where they are literally doing everything. Yeah. I'm a guy who's also been doing mock draft simulators. <laughs> it's the equivalent of, like, it's the 40th pick in the NBA draft. Let's just draft this uh, seven-foot-one European. Yeah, but as far as Deuce, who knows? He's going to get drafted. I, I have no doubt in my mind on that. But, it like... I'm just hoping that the Bengals hit all their picks because I want a fucking Super Bowl. Don't we all? Um, again, I'm gonna preface this like trust Connor and his picks. He did, dude. He's done so well Don't the put... last three years. I'm gonna. Just... This is you literally on hole five. I would like, be Connor. Su- you've had some great drives today. You just had to fucking say. It. I'm gonna be honest. I'd be surprised if he missed one bet. <laughs> I would be shocked. Absolutely shocked. Even as super flyers. I hate you. I would be you. so shocked. I hate you. Set you're, myself up for, uh, you're such a for an ass whooping here. Yeah, you're such a prick. All right, good luck to everybody. We're out of here. Peace!